in a land of unexpected server errors and a time of harsh reality. The destiny of a mediocre podcast relies on the shoulders of three dudes. Its name, Four Seasons and a Funeral. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 10 of Sweet Dreams. Uh, sorry, of Merlin's Sweet Dreams. <laughs> My name is David, and joining me today are Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hi, I'm Charlie. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oops, I'm Nick. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this does not bode well, gentlemen. This does it's gonna not be fine. bode well. It's Everything's gonna be a, fine. It's late on a Tuesday. On I'm Overwatch s- 2 release date. <laughs> on Overwatch 2 release day, I'm still sick as well, so I'm very loopy still. <laughs> I haven't gotten a full night's rest in two days because I've been waking up at odd hours, which is fantastic. How's um, how's the back going for you? Uh, it's better, but I'm still on muscle relaxants, which uh, isn't fantastic, but keeps me from driving, which is nice. That's that's good, I guess. You get to be chaperoned. <laughs> nice. <laughs> on like the plus side, I'm not feeling any worse than I am yesterday, but it's not any better. It's yeah, just that's a straight how COVID gets you. Ninety ninety percent of energy. Um, so I made sure to have a coffee at around four o'clock to have enough energy. So <laughs> at least, at least I'm not going to be so, so loopy. Like I could be worse. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. A caffeinated amount of loopy. <laughs> Good. So how well, have you guys been since we last recorded? Uh, I met a horse. You met nice. a horse. Yes. Is this Did you ask it why the long face? Not I purchased. Is this the horse that is now owned by a, by someone you you you're dating? Yes. Okay. Excellent. I didn't. I, I I'd never seen him. Like she went out to with her aunt to go actually look at him and then bought him, and then we were like, okay, well you need. She, well, she says you have to come out and meet him because we're gonna have him for a long time now. So. Met him. He's a very sweet boy. As soon as you start scratching like the top of his head or his neck, he drops his head down and like tries to nuzzle you. He's very well, sweet. That's nice. He's only three, so he's got like baby brain and stuff, but he's cute. He's also so big. Yes, he, <laughs> he is, is a horse. He's, and David, he's still growing. That's terrifying. Ooh. Horses are get, too big. He won't get taller, but he should fill out. Uh, from I'm, what I why understand. didn't we uh, I can't believe we didn't hunt those to extinction like we did the mega sloths <laughs> well I mean I, you kind of use the horses they're they're much easier to tame than a mega sloth we don't know that for sure the first wild I'm, horses could have been harder to tame than the mega sloths yeah but the benefits of having a horse seems a lot bigger than a mega sloth are you sure? all I'm gonna say are you sure yes <laughs> What what speed can a mega sloth reach, David? I, Do we actually not sure, know? But a mega sloth, were, were they were as big as Asian elephants. So, who needs to go fast? Mega sloth speed. <laughs> Top speed of a mega sloth. Just gonna get Rimworld shit. <laughs> uh, how fast could a giant ground sloth run? Uh, they waddled more than likely waddled instead of ran. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. they were still sloths. Uh, may have uh, been one of the slowest animals in its ecosystem, so horse still wins. I just yeah, but big, big cuddly sloth. I don't think. Have you seen the claw marks those things left behind? Yeah, not so cuddly. They were so slow. You have you seen a claw mark? A claw mark or cat thieves behind? Yeah, but they're cuddly. And they're <laughs> tiny, and they fit in my house. A regular yeah, that's because you're not building, you're not big, building your house for mega houses for uh, mega sloths. You, you just need to, you know. Move you don't want to be. Right? You don't want to be the new Tiger King. You don't want pet tigers. No, because I choose to live an ethical life when it comes into animal ownership. What about pet lion? No, don't have pet lions. It's not okay. Folks, don't don't have pet lions. Just don't do it. If you could safely and legally own a like exotic animal as a pet what animal would you want chinchilla they're so fucking chinchilla. cute that's not in a, like that's that's exotic that's easy to do. i know but like you can but... do that already like it's uh... not like you could go out and buy a chinchilla like that's nothing stopping you 
All right, well, so there are I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you right now that I understand how like in like it's just non feasible this would be and like how much I would probably live to hate this, but a penguin. I fucking love penguins. <laughs> I could I could beat up a penguin. You would not be allowed. I, you would have to get through me to get to my penguin. <laughs> you do not, not understand. <laughs> what kind of penguin, Nick? Em- emperor penguin? Emperor penguin? Nick? Um, I don't I don't think I'd get an emperor. I think I'd probably get one of the smaller ones. Maybe like rock hopper could be fun. Um, what about a puffin? Would you settle for a puffin? No, no. A puffin is not a penguin. Those, I know. Those, that's that, those motherfuckers subtle. can fly. Those, those motherfuckers can fly. I don't that's want a bird. That. I, those like, that's cheating a, that's a bastards. Bird. You want penguins a penguin. are birds. I, yeah, but penguins want, are like fish birds. I want. I want the bird that can fly through the water <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> I, I just fucking penguins are fish birds. What a fun classification. <laughs> what are flamingos birds. then? Huh? What are flamingos? Well, no, I guess flamingos can fly. Yeah, those are like, fish birds. Basically, I can't think of another bird that. Well, ostriches. Ostriches, ostriches are land birds. Ostriches are just like <laughs> ostriches and emus and like cassowaries are their own category of terrifying. Yeah, they're they're just the they're just the like leftovers of the dinosaurs. Like that's that's what they are. They're the dinosaurs that went, sure, we have to get small, but why do we have to get less lethal? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we can stay why lethal we... and small. <laughs> why, why would we get lethal when we can just get, like, incredibly terrifying? <laughs> um, Charlie, have you, do you have a non-chinchilla answer? Um, I don't know. Because this is, like, magical logic, where the animal is also, like, your buddy. Like, down with it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a fennec fox, but like oh, that's just because yeah, I like be foxes. Good. That'd be um, a good one. But like that's that's a magical, extra magical dreamland because they stink and they're loud and they have yeah yeah. It was just like no no realistic downsides. Just like what animal do you want to hang out with? I mean, but just... again, foxes seem weird because they're just like cats and dogs. Yeah. Um, I can't I think of anything. Snow leopard. Oh, all right. Yeah, big big all cats right. are appealing. I like snow leopards just because like. They pick up their tails sometimes yeah. and walk with them, and yeah. it's really cute. They bite their own tails I, and walk around. <laughs> I will. Oh, I will say um, a wombat, very a, very fun. Wombat or a capybara? Mm. A capybara because I think I could just use it as a coaster. <laughs> I think that capybara could sit beside my chair and I could have a beer on its head and it would not move, and it would not care. Like I just want a big old animal that I can hug and cuddle with. Why don't I just go for I just polar wanna... bear then? A polar, yeah, but the cat. <laughs> Look, snow leopard, so soft looking. <laughs> it is so soft looking. We should I, skin I will... one and make you a coat. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I will. I will say, as someone who's actually met and like interacted with a big cat, like in person, bobcat, very fun. I can imagine snow leopard if they were chill would also be fun. Well, yeah, but that's that's the conceit of this as well. Like, it, yeah, one hundred percent. Actually, having one in real life that will kill you. Like that is one bad day, or like even one neutral <laughs> yeah. day away from just murdering you. <laughs> I like the uh, the uh, the keepers who take care of like uh, cheetahs that will never be able to be released to the wild and as part of like their rehab if they get separation anxiety the keeper will sleep with the cheetahs and it's just this time lapse of this dude unable to sleep because a cheetah keeps falling asleep on his head so isn't don't they also get cheetahs like dog dog buddies as well yeah like cheetahs famously cheetahs will get golden retrievers at zoos because they're friendly enough that they'll just be lifelong friends yeah and it helps Cheetah is also the largest uh, feline that purrs. Yep. And meows. Cheetahs <laughs> are just fun. Like, they're just big house cats. They so, the fa- so fast. Fashion. <laughs> so fast. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. just a house cat. Uh, David, right. what have you get up to anything fun? Oh, um, I played some Ultimate Frisbee yesterday. Our team lost our, our playoff game, so that that, that sucks. Um, and then today I convinced a co-worker to drink a horrifying concoction of peppermint tea uh, and matcha green tea, which was apparently bad, but still fine. Uh, is it who I'm thinking it of... is? Probably. Um, is he on my my side? Yes. Okay. 
Yep. Um, and then, unfortunately, uh, we then had another one of our coworkers walk by and offer a freezy, uh, or not a freezy, a po- half of a popsicle to this person. But then, then half of that popsicle. The drink? No, half of that popsicle then fell, and he just put that in the drink. Well, um, that. <laughs> It sounds like this coworker of yours was asking for it. Yes, he, he routinely does. <laughs> uh, so, well, I yeah, got something for stand up tomorrow then. <laughs> All right, David, cool. Yeah. Um, what have I been up to? I've been sick. Um, How's your Steam Deck? The Steam Deck is good. I was playing that today. Did you notice? Is that why you're asking? <laughs> Uh no, actually I didn't think I saw you come online today. Oh, I saw you I... come online for Battle.net, but I don't think I saw you playing anything on Steam. Yeah. I uh I I'm very loopy and people at my work are very dumb. And I spent today and yesterday just and also uh the Thursday before just yelling at people. So I'm like <laughs> oh, I'm like, I thought I could take it nice and easy, but no, everyone's being dumb right now and I just gotta yell at them. And then maybe maybe they'll get their work done. <laughs> but, That's fair. Yeah. So, anyways, I I I have not done much. Well, well, David, how about how about you finish off the loopiness with uh, telling us about our TV guide for today? Yes, the TV guide for this week's episode of Merlin. Um, Camelot hosts a peace conference that one attendee, King Alaned, Alaned. Hopes to use Alaned hopes to use to spur hostilities between Kings Uther and Olaf by having his jester cast a spell that causes Arthur to fall for Olaf's daughter, which doesn't sit well for Olaf. So, I was watching this episode while playing Overwatch Two, um, so, <laughs> so I only vaguely paid attention to it, and I didn't realize that uh, that was Olaf's daughter for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, I it was, thought it was like his wife or just some yeah chick? <laughs> i thought it was his wife which would make much more sense for why he was so angry that arthur was possibly <laughs> banging her and why he would declare war but it was just his daughter that doesn't make as much sense to me uh, like, wouldn't that be a great <laughs> marriage for you politically <laughs> like Politically, yes, uh, but Olaf does not care about politics. I guess <laughs> no, even though he's at a peace talk, like even though he's this, at peace treaties, this, wouldn't yep. this be a fantastic thing to happen for you? Like, wouldn't you be so jazzed? <laughs> oh fuck! I get like a lot of Camelot now. Hell yeah! Like awesome! Like we're we're gonna have peace forever now. Sweet. Now Olaf's actually like super down with magic. Um, and so is fucking this other king too. Apparently, and Despite also apparently the fact is being allies with... is Uther for this episode. <laughs> no, 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 Uther. We 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 hear this, and I love this because Uther's just like, wow, that's quite a skill. And it's like, are are you kidding me, Uther? He's making Uther. You you think someone who has like a hunk of gold is automatically a wizard? Listen, which like what you were this right. means? What this means is that Uther knows what close-up magic is and he can dis- distinguish that from real magic <laughs> and he understands that close-up magic is not real magic yeah that, that is, is what, what this intense this. lore means david are you playing uh, overwatch right now or do you it's just open oh, okay. i'm still in queue <laughs> yeah listen listen i'm still technically playing overwatch i made it through the queue and i'm not going through that shit again uh, <laughs> i'm waiting to get into queue so once we're done recording i can play again <laughs> yes um anyways let's let, let's get into let's get into berlin uh, before david and i just go and start playing overwatch Disappear and uh, i have to do this by myself yes um so to start off this episode we basically get like a fairly like long intro sequence where we're given you know uh, an introduction to the kings uh we have uther meeting them uh we've got four other uh kings and uh their associated knights like they're they're like you know entourage i guess um coming into the kingdom for peace talks um and we are introduced to i like our villain of the episode uh king alaned um who uh, is kind of a dick to his servant uh, instantly. Uh, and then later we hear him uh, discussing uh, with 
uh, with his uh, servant, uh, who we will later meet as the Jester, um, that uh, he wants to break up these peace talks because peace is bad for his kingdom. You know, it's bad for business, oddly. Yeah. Um, so they don't is, explain what that business is, but it's bad. Is his it's servant bad. always his jester? Like, is this just the jester who happens to know magic? Or is this his court magician who's like, we're going to Camelot, put on the jester outfit. Like, come on. <laughs> if, you, if, if you go as a magician, you're going to die. That's what one Uther is, does. One is definitely much more demeaning than the other. <laughs> like... Given that he knows magic, if he's like, yeah, no, you're my jester, that's, that is a lot worse. Than... <laughs> like, because it could just be his jester who happened to be a sorcerer as well, rather than the court magician who he makes dress up as a jester. Like, I feel like that's worse. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not good. But hey, um, let's move away from King Alanid and let's instead meet uh, King Olaf and his lovely daughter, Vivian? Um, who the actress playing Vivian um, has such like a weird fun circumstance surrounding her in that she is both the doctor's daughter and the doctor's daughter and the doctor's wife. Oh shit, wife. that's her? Yes, so she is Georgia Tennant. Uh, she is the daughter of the actor who played the fifth doctor and then married David Tennant who played the tenth doctor and then played David Tennant's as the Tenth Doctor's daughter in an episode of Doctor Who. You got the order wrong. Wow. She married David Tennant after that episode. Okay. <laughs> they I think started they were dating, dating after before? that episode. No, they started dating after that. I don't think they're actually... Um, they got married recently, because for a while, they were not actually married as well, if she changed <clears> her name. Because for a while, I think they were just together, like not actually officially married. Well, cool. Look at that. We found some cool Doctor Who lore for this episode the... of Merlin. No, what do you mean? Little... That's every episode. It's BBC. Yeah. <laughs> it it gets... is. But Nick, it gets a little bit weirder because David Tennant was famously obsessed with Doctor Who as a young child. Right mm. around when her dad would have been playing the Doctor. So was this planned? This was David Tennant's secret masterful <laughs> plan. He's been in a little too many Shakespeare plays. He's heard it trying to actually do it. <laughs> is this an Olivia Munn, John Mulaney situation? Oh God! John, oh God! I I don't know who I feel bad for more in that scenario: John His Mulaney's wife. ex-wife or John Mulaney, because he's definitely been captured by Olivia Munn. His ex-wife. Yeah, hundred percent his ex-wife. I mean, it's just weird because there's so you watching his old stand-up is very weird because he's so anti-child and so his wife and then it's like nah i guess raw dogging olivia munn is where my true love is oh well someone someone pointed out after the recent uh one controversy that you posted the other day david that any guy whose entire personality is i love and am loyal to my wife don't trust them if you feel the need to brag about it that just it means you're like insecure eh is what it, that is it mm. does also we we asked this question many many moons ago is it really hard to not cheat on your wife that's what I'm, apparently it must it's apparently the most difficult thing in the world to not cheat on your wife <laughs> which is why i have to re-emphasize if any of us ever become famous we just don't cheat on your spouse can't <laughs> take advantage of, of of the audience and you can't cheat on your spouse or partner Yep. Yes. Also, I'll be right back. My cat is currently beating the shit out of the auto feeder, so I'm going to go and make sure that he doesn't kill it. Um, oh. Shouldn't the auto feeder feed him soon? <laughs> yes, and I'm worried about what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he knocks it over sometimes when Jesus she gets angry. Christ. Enough. That cat is. <laughs> but a I, was like, I was like, hey, Nick, like, why don't you just Velcro it? And he's like, we did. He still rips it off the out of the cubby. Yeah, that cat is a menace. Yeah. But yeah, we meet King Olaf and Vivian, and this is where we learn the plan is to make Arthur fall in love with Vivian. Um, and this will piss Olaf enough that he'll declare war, and then war will come and the peace treaty will fall apart, and it's fantastic. Um and then they do a nice little subtle thing throughout this where Vivian's kind of just portrayed to be like kind of a bitch. Yep. Like She's always complaining to people. She insults Gwen. She insults her room. 
at well, one with point. Well, with how weirdly overprotective her father is, I assume she's supposed to be like a super spoiled, like yeah. classical princess, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, we get a little bit of flirting uh, between Arthur and Gwen because um, Gwen has been assigned to her for the duration of the stay. You call that a little bit flirting? There is full on fuck me eyes going between those two in that scene. Little <laughs> like, bit of flirting. They stare at each other and there is like, uh, just take off my clothes right now. Let's do it right <laughs> now, right here. <laughs> like, And then we get... We get obvious magic being done in front of Uther, and he claps and smiles. Again, he knows what close-up magic is. The the fire breathing, I can believe. That's fine. Good job. The butterfly, not so the much. The butterflies are bullshit, and <laughs> Uther should recognize that. With how fucking suspect he is of literally everything else always being magic. We're lucky the jester didn't pull a fucking frog out of his mouth. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have been a truly terrifying sorcerer. Like, I really wanted Uther to be like, kill him, like cuts his head off in the middle of the thing and be like, sorry, no magic allowed here. Hope this doesn't fuck with the beast dog. What and then do that's you just not the understand about no magic? <laughs> there are signs along the road as you enter the kingdom and still we go over this. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Uther. I just, we saw the labyrinth on our way in and we thought this was a place of magic. The labyrinth is in Gedriff. We've told you, different kingdom. <laughs> but what about the forest of Balok? We don't talk about the forest of Balok. <laughs> We're trying to kill everything in it. This what is what that? the peace talks about. What about that big old magic lake that keeps absorbing things? What about the 15 <laughs> wizards waiting to kill you outside the kingdom? The what now? What about the unicorn tribe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they called you dicks on the way and said your <laughs> son killed one of them? I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> they said it was fine because he was pure of heart. <laughs> One dude gave me a high five and then disappeared. <laughs> also, we invented this thing called the high five. <laughs> Wild times, man. Hey, I heard you have a dragon in the basement. <laughs> but, but yeah, didn't you also kill your witch finder like three days ago? I thought you were okay with magic now. Ah, <laughs> oh, servant casually killed him by pushing him out the window. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Turns out the witch finder was a warlock and he heated up his own sword and then <laughs> fell out a window. <laughs> remarkable <laughs> change of circumstance interesting and what about that bounty with that weird cat woman oh don't worry about it Uther are you, are you sure you're okay to do negotiations right now peace peace in our time <laughs> you take one too many blows to where was that one time I went to fight someone and I had this really really fucking good sword when we fought this guy who we stabbed like a dozen times and wouldn't die. Man, wild. And then and then I killed the blacksmith who made me that really good sword. Because he maybe did some magic or conspired with people who did magic. Literally a week later. <laughs> Anyways, that blacksmith's daughter is going to take care of your daughter. I hope you're okay with that. See you at the feast. Pew, pew. Oh. Uh, but yeah, the feast happens, and then uh, Trickler, the jester, he gets uh, some... Wait, sorry, the... his name is what? His Trickler. name is Trickler. <laughs> Wait, excuse me? Trickler. <laughs> what? Yeah. Olaf says it. He's like, Trickler here accused you later in the episode. Does he have a really big Tumblr fandom? Like, what? <laughs> no, he's actually, um, he he's a leaker for QAnon, and he just... <laughs> He trickles out information, so they call him the trickler. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Oh. But yeah, uh, he gets some hair, makes a love potion, puts the hair underneath Arthur's pillow, and puts drops into Arthur's eyes. And Arthur wakes up enchanted, literally. He's already dressed, and he's staring at Vivian as she accosts the squire who brought her off of her horse. Um, And is just like, ah, oh, I'm in love, Merlin. I want to declare it. Go get me flowers and write a letter for me because <laughs> one of the best lines is like Merlin you need to help me in expressing my feelings how do I express my feelings <laughs> what are these feelings I, I don't want to kill anything and I'm not hungry and those are my two moods what is what is this new what is this new feeling and why do some people call it horny 
<laughs> no, if I was horny, I would use Merlin, but I don't feel like using him. <laughs> this is beyond horny. I'm horny in my chest. Weird. <laughs> Merlin, research this for me. And I'll come over here. I must use you. I'm horny in my chest, but there's nothing to masturbate in my chest. <laughs> How do I get rid of this feeling? And then, of course, because it's so obvious to Merlin, uh, or to Merlin, who Arthur is talking about, so obvious to Arthur, who Arthur is talking about, they don't mention the woman's name at all. So yes. Arthur goes out, picks a beautiful bouquet of fresh flowers, writes a very lovely note. Apparently he has fantastic handwriting. Uh, and leaves it for Gwen. And Arthur... The, the obvious choice. And then comes back and he's like, it's done. And they see Gwen and Vivian walking down and Arthur laments, oh, she's so beautiful. Wouldn't you believe it? I want to kiss her right now. And Merlin's like, but she's a servant. And Arthur's like, she's a princess and I'll kill you if you say anything different. <laughs> And Merlin's like, oh, shit. I did a fuck up. I made a fucksy. Uh-oh, I did a fucky-wucky. Uh, anyways, uh, he then immediately runs down and uh, tries to burn the flowers and take away the note. That's what happens, right? Just burns down Gwen's house. That's what he should have um, done. Yeah, that would have solved the problem. This Is this at Gwen's house? Yeah, uh, he, he does. He, he does burst. immediately run down and go. Oh shit! I, this is the, that's the wrong person. Which which house? The house that she was promised to always have, or the other house we saw? I think the other house we saw. Why did that just such a weird plot point for them to ignore? Listen, David. Gwen figured out really quickly that she could afford to live in a different place and rent out her old place. Ah. Gwen. Gwen has figured out the housing hacks that ah. you all want. <laughs> Gwen, that's why. Ah, I see why Gwen's finally gonna marry Arthur. She becomes a landlady and owns land, <laughs> and is suddenly of worth. Obviously. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, Gwen has already got the note and is already very happy about this. And um, Merlin's like, "All right, cool. Uh, well, I'll leave you be then. Bye." Hopefully nothing awkward comes from this. Um, and then make confronts Gaius um, with uh, the news that Arthur um, is in fact enamored with Lady Viv. Uh, and is mostly just confused about the whole thing. Um, because literally the day before, Arthur was like, yeah, she's kind of just rude and like a bitch. Like, why would I ever want to go near her? And he's now completely changed his mind. Uh, but Gaius just brushes that off as like, yeah... Um, that, that's, that's probably just Arthur changing his mind about it. It's fine. Um, but also, don't let him do that. Um, if, if Olaf finds out, it's, it's gonna end the peace talks. It's gonna be really bad. Olaf is really weird about his daughter. Like. Like, <laughs> like, like, Olaf, Olaf brags about if his daughter wasn't his daughter. He um, would bang her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, I'm oh, just saying no. she's very beautiful. And oh, maybe no. if she wasn't my daughter, we would be dating. Oh no. Cursed? Let's go do a creepy photo shoot. Cursed. <laughs> very is it cursed, cursed if it's is it cursed if it's real life? Yes. It's is it cursed, cursed if that's if, if that's not parody? It's especially cursed because that's the president. <laughs> <laughs> the ex president, thank God. President's still a president. They yeah. don't get called ex president, it's still president. Former, if you want to be real technical about it. I think their official title is still president. Yeah. Um, but I think they are referred to as former president, so as to not create confusion with the active president. I think there's precedent on how you refer to the president. Oh. <laughs> Unprecedented. Fair enough. Well. <laughs> well, in any in any news, in any other news, uh, Arthur and shortly after goes... JFK was killed, <laughs> America was unprecedented. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> then they were represented. <laughs> represented so they could be represented. What's going on, Merlin? Nick, Merlin, Merlin's happening. Merlin, Merlin. Yes, um, Nick. Anyways. A resident Merlin expert. <laughs> Merlin, 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 Please Merlin, Merlin. Merlin. The Merlin. 
Merlin, Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> you know, Merlin, who is a resident of Camelot. Uh, maybe we should stop doing these late night records. Oh, let's just do them in the middle of the workday. <laughs> I mean, no, we would have we would have less curse energy at the very least. Let's wake up at six. Okay, no, mm. that's that's mm. the recipe mm. for the most curse. <laughs> Anyways, um, Merlin. <laughs> Or not even Merlin into the scene. It's just Arthur professing his love to Vivian and Vivian promptly refusing him and going, get the fuck out of here. My dad will kill you if he sees you here. Um, also, I hate you. Give me the chicken. No, she, she even t- turns away the chicken. Uh, she doesn't want any of what Arthur's given, no, like offering here. <laughs> when when um, Arthur knocked at the door and went, I bring love and chicken. What a wonderful combination. I turned to my girlfriend and went, that's how I got you. <laughs> God bless Here's you, McDonald's love. chicken Here's nuggets. Chicken. Oh man, I don't want McDonald's. I should get McDonald's tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Monopoly's back there on. There you go. Fuck yeah. And I still have coupons. Nice. I'm gonna get All McDonald's. Right. Do it. There you get go. Get McDonald's right now. Okay, DoorDash. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> other delivery services are available. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are listen, not David, we're not DoorDash. sponsored. So we just. It's, it's a BBC fine. show. We should abide by BBC advertising laws. Ah, of course. <laughs> this we're we're talking about Borbash, the the fictional. <laughs> oh my no, god! BBC like... is just like you can say it. You just gotta remind everyone that other things are available. <laughs> ah, okay. Um. Anyways, uh, Merlin's able to drag Arthur away, who you know is devastated that Vivian does not share the same love that he does. Uh, you know who else is devastated about this? Trickler. The the weirdest name in this series so far, I think. Um, God, he, he just sounds like he's the Onesler's weird, like, slash partner. Like, he's a weird <laughs> Onesler OC. I am the Onesler, and this is my live-in boyfriend, the Trickler. I mean, you say that, I bet that's an AU somewhere on Tumblr. <laughs> I bet you've just infringed on someone's OC. There we go. Uh, archive of um, our own. <laughs> anyways, while while that's happening, um, Trickler then, you know, to try and appease um, King Alanid, uh, goes and steals a lock of Arthur's hair and does the same love potion but to uh, Vivian. So Which they're is, both going I, to be in I don't know. I kind of like this because it was like, ah, yes, love potion on Arthur. Fuck, she doesn't reciprocate. Uh, love potion on her then, I guess. <laughs> we just love potion everyone. <laughs> I can't I kind of love that as a uh, <laughs> as a uh, thought process. Yeah, fuck it. I did it once. I guess I'll do it again. Just keep love potioning them. <laughs> Eventually, it'll work. I I just really enjoy that his first bet was like, you know what? I bet that it's only Arthur who's stopping this. Like, not like neither of them like this. He was like, no, no, no. She she'll be into it when when Arthur's down. Yeah, it'll- it's just like, oh, who who can turn down Arthur? Like, come on. <laughs> Get a uh, hunk so of that Arthur. She'll be putty. I I searched Onesler on Archive of Our Own. You shouldn't I... have. Were you not aware of Onesler's status as a sexy Tumblr man? Daddy Onesler. <laughs> Tags. Daddy Kink. Onesler. Daddy Onesler. The Onesler fucks his past self. The past self has a daddy kink for his future self. Oh, this yeah. This is copied the... from my Wattpad account. The Onesler self-cest is weird. Why is it a thing? Because there are no other characters in the Lorax that is shippable with the Onesler, so they shipped him with himself. You Pre- don't need evil and post evil. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked you weren't aware of this era of the internet. It lasted for a long time. Well, like I knew the Onesler was like people had the hots for him i didn't realize there was like future self i never saw the new lorax movies sort of it oh you weren't aware of the once they're cessed well that's why i also talked about once they ocs where people started just making like the one slayer but it's me there is there is no search results for one slayer slash trickler <laughs> so yeah well that's, you gotta go that's right good at least it. no no he doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah is there anything for um, the trickler Anyways, while this is all happening, let's just, we'll just kind of skip through a little part of this episode here. Um, Vivian is now all of a sudden super down with Arthur um, the next morning. 
and proclaims this to uh, Trickler, our our resident jester. There's who 26 weirdly... fan fictions that have Trickler tag. <laughs> That's concerning. I'm Nick, sure it's fine. Just, Nick, you need to power through. Nick, you need to go through. I, I don't a, know how. I don't lot know of how. It, a lot of it appears to just be, whoops, the Trickler gets Arthur to fall in love with Merlin instead. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it, it writes itself. Or or Merlin is the true love's kiss to save the day at the end. Uh, yep, I can believe both of those as as being fanfics. Um, anyways, we get Arthur starting to like spurn Gwen, kind of um, like accidentally, um, and Gwen sort of being like, "Hey, um, thank you so much for what you what you sent. You know, it's it's really appreciated, and I know how hard that is." um to to do things but you know there's always hope that love can prevail and arthur immediately taking this is like wait you have the inside track with vivian you know this is gonna work okay (laughs) perfect and uh starting to make his way up uh at the same time vivian has now made her way into arthur's chambers and is trying to find arthur um merlin hearing arthur come in knocks her unconscious using magic um and (laughs) stuffs her in a cupboard as normal things Adorable things. Yep. Really makes you wonder if this is the first time Merlin's had to do this. Knock someone unconscious and stuff them in a closet? I really to prevent so. Arthur from getting in trouble. Specifically to help Arthur, maybe? Yeah. Just generally in his life? I hope oh, not. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I meant specifically in his capacity of protecting Arthur. Have either of you oh. watched um, Arcane? Speaking nope. of knocking people no. out. There's a scene in, like, the third or fourth episode of Arcane where, like, this one cop chloroforms one of the characters, and he just does it so quickly and so willy-nilly that I just, I kept joking for the rest of the show that the cops in that series just are given standard issue chloroform, because I just, like, where did he get chloroform from, and why did he knock her out so easily and so with, like, so much practice? It, well, for the same reason that David Robert Jones has the best neck snap in existence, <laughs> he practice. I really need to go back and clip that neck snap. It's such <laughs> a good neck snap. It's like there's a flourish. It's great. Uh, remember when we were dealing with villains of that caliber? Not God. when he came back. When he was not when he came back from the dead. Before that, <laughs> after that, he wasn't as good. No, even no, no, for no. a little bit when he comes back from the dead. No, no, no. The I'm first, the pond. The first, the first ten minutes of him coming back were incredible, and then it was entirely downhill. Ah, uh, Nick, you know what's hilarious? If you search, if you Google David Robert Jones neck break, you get a lot of David Robert Jones. You also get some articles about the Giants quarterback having a neck injury. Ooh. <laughs> It's Daniel. It's not even David. <laughs> it's Jones. Google doesn't care. Google knows you mistyped that name. <laughs> like <laughs> images. David Robert Jones, David Robert Jones, Daniel Jones, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cursed. That's amazing. Alright. Anyways. While that's all happening, um, Arthur's return is being, you know, it's like, all right, Merlin, time for me to have a bath. I smell terrible. And Merlin being like, all right, don't look in this closet, though. Everything's fine. Um, uh, At which point Olaf then storms into the room because Trickler has come and said that Vivian is, um, you know, fraternizing with Arthur and is in his room. And she's um, naked. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's Oh, my God. She's wearing... naked. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> Olaf does a search. Olaf does a search of the room. Uh, there, Merlin a magic locks the cupboard, so uh, they're not able to get into the cupboard, um, and they don't find Vivian. Uh, Olaf pro- refuses profusely, and everything's fine. In uh, we then cut back to Alanid. Uh, who is scolding Trickler and mentioning like, "Hey, uh, if if this if these peace talks go through, I'm gonna kill you. Like, bad things are coming." Um, 
you've you've fucked this up so much like they're both they're both super enchanted with each other and yet we still can't make them pissed and the, the peace talks are going like it, the the peace treaty is going to get signed like tomorrow so you, you better fix this um we then have poor gwen who is just incredibly confused and hopeful this entire episode uh slipping a note back for arthur saying that she'll be waiting for him at uh at sundown uh today uh or tonight uh so that they can you know meet and actually you know talk about their love uh arthur gets that note um and immediately goes fuck yeah vivian's down i'll I'll, i just gotta go find her after sundown get past the guards somehow um uh in the meantime we have merlin continuing to try and solve the the magic of the the love potion that's been used and he does figure out which one it is um and figures out the appropriate spell to be using he uh, tries to go is, and find Arthur. Unfortunately, Arthur's gone. This is definitely where the episode kind of lost me, because this second half it's, is very boring. It's it's a boring second half. Um, Arthur Arthur's found Gwen's note, goes to try and meet Vivian, sees there's guards, goes in through the window instead. Um, they start making uh, out like horny teenagers. As uh, as they both probably are still, um, yeah, in terms of fair. what the show's actually like trying to portray their ages as. Isn't Arthur um, like twenty something? No, because he like He's only at hit like least eighteen. Yeah, because he he we had the coming of age ceremony like <laughs> like not even a season ago. Um, yeah, the coming of age probably wasn't for age eighteen. <laughs> um, like traditionally, he might have been like fourteen. Yeah, like I don't. Arthur does not look fourteen. But for legal reasons, the coming of age was age eighteen. <laughs> Has Arthur ever been shown on screen to be drinking alcohol? Yeah. Interesting. I think he has. So I'd be interested to see what age he is then, because isn't it eighteen in the UK? Drinking age. Uh, I mean, does that matter if there is if it's a medieval setting? Sometimes it does. Like some, there are some weird laws about portraying minors drinking, even if it's like a period piece, right? Like you can't just go on television and show a bunch of twelve-year-olds getting drunk on beer, even though it's like, hey, it's the eighteen hundreds, though. Oh. So, anyways, um, in the meantime, we have uh, Merlin. Able to get past the guards, I guess because he's a servant, and he's like, hey, um, here, I guess for something for Lady Vivian. Uh, pokes his head in, uh, sees Arthur and Merlin in there, try- or Arthur and uh, Vivian in there, tries to cast the counter spell to this love potion, and it does nothing. Um, unfortunately, Arthur has been late for the peace treaty this entire time, so all of the kings, including Olaf, uh, storm into Vivian's room at uh, Alan Ed being like, I don't know, I think they're still fucking. Um, <laughs> oh no, he's and... at least 20. That's what I'm All saying, right. he's gotta be at 20 or something. In episode one, the Dragon's Call, Uther says, I declare a festival to celebrate 20 years since the great dragon was captured and Camelot was freed from evil sorcery. And we know the purge must have happened post-Arthur's birth. Right, because Arthur's mom dying in childbirth is what triggered uther's purge yeah uh, okay and so people assume the coming of age is him turning 21 interesting but okay what's even weirder is apparently arthur is like four years older some people are saying four years older than merlin like merlin is 16 in season one that, there is no fucking way yeah i think two years <laughs> is safer so merlin there's is no fucking way merlin arthur is supposed to be 20. 16 yeah See that lanky ass man, <laughs> <Colin> Morgan. <laughs> For legal reasons, Merlin is at least eighteen. <laughs> Otherwise, Charlie's got to delete some fan fiction. I have to add uh. a disclaimer into the fan fiction. <laughs> this saying, is an AU where they're all aged up. <laughs> For the purposes of this material, all people described are at least eighteen years <laughs> of age, or the age of majority in whatever country you're reading this in. What a great way to start every story. Um, anyways, um, Olaf sees um, Arthur and Vivian just, just making out um, and throws down his glove. Um, Arthur accepts the challenge and uh, peace talks are not looking good. Uh, Uther tries to talk some sense into Arthur. Um, it does nothing. Um, 
And Arthur's just like, listen, I just love Lady Vivian. That's all I got to say now. Like, we're, we're going to be together. And Uther's like, are you, are you kidding me? You're, you're <laughs> do, literally do you understand the importance of this? Literally going to start a war. Like, they're literally going to go to war about this. Uh, and Arthur's um, just like, listen, the, the allure of Vivian is just too great. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck the country. Exactly. Um, we get a couple, like, scenes from here about, like, there's some stuff that happens, and then we get the start of the tourney, which is sort of, like, the next, like, big thing that happens. What is the um, point of this tourney? Like, why are they doing this? Uh, was this always planned? Because the gauntlet planned? was thrown. Okay, they, well, so no, this, was, this was a duel. Okay. This was a duel, and they started out with, like, uh, so... All I'm going to say is, I don't believe, like, I, I feel like the goal here was, like, starting off with the least deadly weapons and moving up from there. Because they start off with the quarterstaff and then go mace and then sword. I firmly believe a mace is more deadly than a sword. Especially uh, in full armor, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But we start off with the quarterstaff, um, which uh, does not totally go in Arthur's way. Arthur's still, you know a decent uh, person in battle, but is constantly being distracted by Vivian here. Um, and some of his flourishes uh, end off with uh, Olaf just, like, beating the shit out of Arthur uh, at one point. Um, but Arthur survives uh, at least the quarterstaff combat. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it, it's time for a brief respite before the next part. Uh, when they can try and tend to Arthur's now broken ribs. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't care. Um, he's not withdrawing from this tournament. He still wants uh, wants to be with Lady Lady Vivian, and they'll figure it out. Um, Arthur goes and talk, or Merlin goes and tra- talks to Dragon. Um, Dragon gives advice. Dragon gives good advice. That happens. Um, spell can only be broken by Arthur kissing his, his true, true love. loves kiss. Yes. Transform Weird. Arthur into a level five <laughs> character. Uh, Should have turned him into uh, a toad instead. Yeah. Instead of turning like him from a toad, it turns him into a toad. <laughs> I think it would be a lot more funny if he turned if like messed up because he mentions if I get this one wrong, it turns him into a toad. I think it would have been funnier if he did turn him into a toad and then had to take him to Gwen and be like, "Hey, for no reason, kiss this toad." <laughs> I think that's uh, a be, lot more funny mixing, uh... than taking lines from uh, Star Wars Episode Five, <laughs> <laughs> telling her to search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> that's that's fair and valid. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll give you that one. I guess um... <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of when they were talking. I'm like, I've heard this dialogue written somewhere before. <laughs> Where did I Quick hear Google this later. Before? Oh my god, uh, it's Vader talking to Luke. <laughs> um in in the meantime though, uh while that's happening, uh the the mace combat gets to happen and Arthur just gets smacked at the end of that, um which cannot be okay. Uh just just a mace seems like the worst instrument ever to like try and, you know, spar with. Um <laughs> But yes, we have we have Merlin uh, talk to Gwen and use some Star Wars dialogue, um, and is able to convince uh, is able to convince Gwen about this. Uh, Gwen then makes makes her way into uh, Arthur's tent uh, and just aggressively kisses him. Is I think the best way to put this. So aggressively, um, <laughs> it's it's super aggressive. <laughs> um. But hey, it, it happens, and then, you know, after after a second, Arthur's down with it, um, and the spell is broken, at least for Arthur. Um, too bad for Vivian that, you know, it's only going to go one way. Um, but before we can uh, start the final round of uh, this, this, like, tourney combat uh, with um, swords, uh, Arthur is able to um, talk down Olaf and say, listen... I'm going to stay away from your daughter. I'm sorry. This was on me. Apologies. Please, let's get back to peace talks now. And Olaf accepts that. Probably because... Um, he was, he war got beat not real good bad. For him. <laughs> <laughs> war not good for him either, probably. Um, and Death now Arthur's staying him. away from his daughter. 
Well, and he he plays it off when Uther and him are talking. He's like, ah, she's not like they're too young to like do this kind of thing. Like, I think he just expects it to be like they're young. They're both hot. They like she just needs some time to mature. Like, I don't think he's treating it as anything nefarious in hindsight. Yeah. Um, it's also important to note, I, I like completely forgot about this because like just sort of how this episode was, they do actually fight and, uh, Arthur does now that his head is cleared of Vivian is yeah, able to beat kicks Olafia. his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he has, has him, him like, at sword about point. to die. <laughs> yep. And then goes, I won't kill you. Cause this is no way for peace, which just like, yes. Hey, good on you, Arthur. You remember diplomacy. Yay. Well, that's why the guy is also like, all right, yes, no, I agree, 100%. Peace, peace, peace. (laughs) Then Uther solidifies that, but yeah. Um, The other king, they kind of, I guess, suspect that he was up to no good because they're making all these snide comments at him, but, and he's got his his jester servant in chains on the way home, but they're just kind of like, hey, yeah, you're welcome to visit. Anytime to review the treaty you signed, you piece of shit. Um, so I guess maybe they guessed he would try something, but they still need like his approval for the treaty to work. Um, and they go on their way and we get very nice Merlin Arthur moment to end. Oh no, I'm skipping over the Arthur you're, you're Gwen skipping moment. O- you're, you're skipping over the sad Arthur Gwen moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Gwen's, Gwen's come to accept the reality that there's no way that her and Arthur can be together. And while Arthur still wants it to happen, Gwen's like, "Nah, you're you're gonna find you're gonna find your real queen at some point. I can't be that. Go go find an actual princess." Um, yeah, there's trust there's me, no way happen, I could be your queen. Ooh. Listen, I'm just gonna go and fuck Lancelot. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and fuck the guy who didn't inadvertently lead to my dad's death. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, um, also of note here, uh, Vivian is not cured of the love potion, and we have no idea how long that's going to last. Yeah. I think it's um, permanent. <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think it ends. I really want her to show up randomly throughout the seasons, just being like, oh man, didn't sleep well. Vivian got back into the castle last night. <laughs> Gwen was happy traumatic. about it. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Um, that's basically it for the episode. Good first half, mediocre second half. Not even a good first half. Okay, first half. (laughs) Shit, second half. Which I guess brings us to episode ratings. All right, David. It sounds like you're already on board. What's fucking one one and a half? (laughs) Wow, this was a terrible episode. I don't give two shits about <laughs> anything that happens in this episode. It is just shipping trash. <laughs> so here's 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 the problem with me giving a two of last episode. I firmly think last episode was better than this episode, even though both the episodes have just been shipping trash. You should have um, given it a two point five last episode. I should have like because I, I need to give this one. I need to give this one a one and a half now, and I I hate doing that, <laughs> but it's it's happening. Um, See, our I new have bottom luxury. episode, our new bottom episode, <laughs> and it, so uh, I, I think it's just it's it's worse than last episode. Like I I don't think I can say anything other than that. It is just <laughs> worse than last last episode, and it could have been cool. You have the five kings coming together, and you've got hijinks happening, and they went this route. Boring um, ship trash. Boring ship trash. There were there were so many cool ways to do this. You could have had like one of the kings is like causing strife, and it's pretty easy to tell because there's like weird shit happening, and there's magic, and Uther's mistrusting everyone and things. But no, like, eh. anyways, this is what happened. Yeah, so, this isn't a great yeah. episode. What's your rating? Yeah. I don't. I'm so conflicted because I think some of the parts of it, like the dialogue in it, is fun at times and more Merlin Arthur hijinks is always fun and we get a little bit of that but yeah it's not it's not good by any means uh, a two thank you I, I, I will say I don't like if, if I had given the last episode a two and a half I would have given this one a two I 
it, it feels like I feel like this was better than a one and a half, but I can't in good conscience give this the same rating as the last episode. It ties us in average rating to season one, episode 12. What was that? I don't oh, remember. no. Oh, no. One, Here, I'll look it up. 12. I'll look it up. To right kill now. the king. Oh, it was the Morgana. Oh, oh no. Oh, we oh, even skipped no. over the Morgana scene. Right, sorry, yes. Morgana appeared in one scene, as she always does. Where she's so totally fucking tone deaf to what Gwen is going through. She's like, oh my god, can you believe the scandal? Oh, man. I'd hate to be someone who secretly harbors feelings for Arthur after this. I also, what scandal? This should be great for your kingdoms! Like, I don't (laughs) understand! I, I think it's the fact that they were in her room. Like after yeah, dark, force like, them to get married. This is great kingdom. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yeah, hundred percent. All right, permanent alliance. Like, Christ. Uh, yeah. Uh, this episode on IMDb got a seven point eight. Of course. Which, I mean, of that's course. that's on the that's, low. That's end. low. This yeah. is tied for the second lowest rated episode on there. We have. Two season episodes three and six are lower, and of course we relatively like um that one. I think episode six is the tr- Beauty and the Beast part one. Oh, which is a great episode. <laughs> uh, part two, episode six is Beauty and the Beast part two, which we really like. um part one. Oh, sorry, part one is the lowest rate at seven point, and we we loved those ones. Episode three is the Nightmare Begins, which is the last good Morgana episode um because that's where she's hiding and Merlin helps her and she has a dream but yeah no this isn't super highly rated and was only watched by 6.02 million so they lost about 300,000 viewers and who can blame them it was bad it was and man, just to just to prove how bad it was, the the uh, the observer, the the uh, the editors for the show had to just shoehorn him in right into that last Merlin and Arthur scene as they're like walking back into the castle. Fucking crazy how late in the episode <laughs> the observer shows here. Well, like they weren't even trying. <laughs> that's gonna be brutal. <laughs> Have fun, David. Maybe he's hanging out with the statue there, David. I don't know. He oh, is our, the statue. Our, <laughs> oh shit! All right. <laughs> our kill count for this episode is uh, zero. No deaths. Yeah. Yeah. No one died. It's actually kind of surprising. Peace in our time. Peace in <laughs> our time. If you want peace in your time, leave us a five star rating on the podcast wait, wait, service wait, wait, wait. of your choice. I just want to rephrase that because that could be worded as a threat. <laughs> Let's let's not threaten anyone. The threat is if you give us one star rating, please. Then I declare war on Ukraine. Please rephrase the. Sorry, I do a special military operation. (laughs) I won't commit war crimes if you don't give us a five star rating. Oh no! Now he's just the Riddler for the Batman. Like me on TikTok, guys, or else I'll commit a terrorism. Uh, but yeah, uh, give us a rating on podcasting service if you really liked us. Uh, send us to your friends. Uh, we're on any of the podcasting services like Podbean, maybe Pandora Radio. We'll find out in a week or so. Um, if you have Onesler slash Trickler fan fiction <laughs> you have found and or written, uh, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> At Forsav or, or email it to us Forsav at gmail.com email it to us please please no send us all the Onesler slash specifically you can't just send me bullshit uh. Onesler fanfiction it has to be Onesler slash Trickler from Merlin I will accept <sighs> nothing else if you do I will read it on recording I will do oh. a special just me episode so that David and Nick don't have to deal with it I will record it and edit it and upload it all myself so David's ears don't have to be damaged. That is my promise to you. Uh, So yeah, send that to us. Uh, Otherwise, tune in next week for more Merlin. Outro. Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunch. 
I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me. 